This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Have you ever thought of trying stilt walking in public? The Free Lunch Street Theatre Company started right here in the Waikato in 1999 and has been attending parades, corporate events, large-scale outdoor events, festivals and large or small private events throughout the Waikato and Bay of Plenty areas since then. Among the performances that Free Lunch provides is stilt walking. They're in high demand post-Covid and I had a chat about the art with Free Lunch Managing Director Sandra Jensen. Kia ora, I'm Sandra Jensen. I am, I am the, what am I? I am the boss. I am free lunch. It's got to the point now where, yeah, I'm not sure if it would exist without me. I'm sure it would. Like, I'm just being, yeah, my <laughs> head's huge right now. Um, I was thinking about it this morning, and I've actually been stilt walking longer than I was not stilt walking. So 25 years now. Um, so, yeah, slightly more than half my life. And um, yeah, as with most of the things in my adult life, I blame Mark Servian for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, I don't blame him for the stilt walking. I blame him for the, the creation of free lunch. So actually, no, to be fair, yeah, no, I started stilt walking along with a whole lot of other people um, because stilt walkers were required for an event in Hamilton. And it turns out at it feels like at pretty much every open air event in Hamilton now, um, we see stilt walkers. Hey, I wish that was the case. That would be awesome. Um, there's definitely a lot of events we don't get. Um, and I, I understand that it's funding related. So we do still often feel a lot like we are the added extra and the bonus if, if you can afford us or if you've got any money spare. Um, I still, yeah, often think of free lunch as, as the Hamilton performing arts scene's dirty little secret. <laughs> it's like this sort of slightly scummy second cousin or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But we're, we're not, we never feel really feel like we're top billing. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting to um, hear how Mark Servian, um, uh, you know, encouraged you guys to get rolling. No, so Mark Servian is a bit of a um, a mover and shaker and kitty kitty doer, and has been for a long time, hasn't he? I mean, he, he used to be with the McGillicuddy Serious he, Party. He's he's great at starting projects and then um, passing them on, which is essentially what Free Lunch, um, the company, was because it was started because. There was, I guess, yeah, the McGillicuddy Serious Party, the political side disappeared, like that stopped once um, 
Graham decided to sort of retire from public and, and self-flagellate himself in Garden Place. And so, but the, the art side of things was really taking off. So the street theatre was still, it was, it was, it had gone from um, being mainly political or protest theatre to just being weird and arty stuff. And people were wanting to hire us. They were wanting to use us um, for stuff. And so this, this, um, company was set up so that we could actually do it properly and legally and above board and you know so it was designed to provide the entertainers with an income rather than make whoever runs the company millions of dollars because if if that was the case I wouldn't have a Michael job <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so M- Mark um, helped establish the um, oh get in place the riffraff statue yep. um, there next to the um, the theatre. What was the square called? Long, um, the little square? Oh, good grief. Yeah. It's, complete oh, it's completely gone because it's yeah. uh, there's all the work going on Embassy there. Embassy Park. Embassy Park, Park, that's the yeah. one. So Embassy Park, there was the, um, the little um, uh, riffraff set up there um, and uh, there would be little open air movies held there yep. and performances held there, so that gives an idea of the sort of quirky thing <laughs> that um, the, the 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 street theatre. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So how did you yourself get into stilt walking initially? It is it is um, almost a, a Victorian. It's got a Victorian vibe to it, doesn't it? Well, I had my first pair of stilts at the age of seven. My grandfather made all us girls stilts um, for Christmas that one year, and it was just one of those things. It's like those those stilts that you hold on to and walk maybe inches off the ground. It's it's something that so many people have grown up with, and that it's. I think people, if they actually look back, they'll see how ingrained in, in culture stilt walking is, both as a, a, a useful tool for for um, what for the various jobs, but also just as a toy. So it was, you know, going way back before computer games and and all that sort of thing, when kids actually just had wooden toys to play with, and stilts existed. They've existed for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Um, but yeah, we there was um, a woman, Jules Navina Sorrell, who um, ended up moving to Hamilton from Dunedin and she was into street theatre and performance art and she was a stilt walker. And so she was planning on putting on a show and needed some stilt walkers as part of it. So a whole bunch of us did a two day workshop and yeah, the rest is history. And now there's uh, quite a few street walkers Uh, um, working with free lunch. A few, yet not enough. Um, it's sort of like, because we're based here in Hamilton, people don't tend to stick around too long. Or those of us who do have, you know, we've we've got reasons to stay here. Um, so there's there's still a few people. Um, myself and Adrian Carthew are probably two of the original stilt walkers. We started with free lunch right at the start. Um, Graham Kens, as people would know from the McGillicuddy's, he was a stilt walker at one point as well. Um, so there's a few of us who have been there from the start and we're still around in, in some way. Um, I won't say I'm, I'm getting too old yet, but every now and then it does feel like I should be yeah, doing a four-hour stilt gig is, is a bit of a mission. A four-hour gig. 
Yeah, we had um, just recently in Whangamata, before the weather turned to custard um, and summer still existed, uh, two days in Whangamata at their um, summer festival. And for me, I think it was actually the first time I'd ever been there. Um, but yeah, four, da- four hours each day over two days, so eight hours in total. And I think even after 25 years, I'm still trying to, I'm still finding little ways to prevent the chafing and the blisters and the pain. So I invested in some shock absorbing <laughs> um, <laughs> inner soles for my stilts. And um, yeah, for the first time in my life, I actually started using anti-chafing cream on my shins so I could actually cope. Um, but yeah, I think the hardest thing with that was just actually the heat. I suppose to have a drink you would need to get it sort of passed up to you? Um, Luckily I had um, yeah myself and the other Stiltwalker we both had our partners there so they were able to sort of hand us stuff and what we often will do is is stash drinks up high um, so we can just access them so we can sneak around the corner and have a wee drink if need to but sometimes at events um, just even especially if there's lots of food stalls people offer us a cold one we're like yep yep we'll take that so how is the the technique of actually um stilt walking um there's obviously a lot of uh, a, a technicality to it of how to do it and and to to keep doing it it's it's one of those things when you learn there's so many things you have to um rem- i guess remove like when you put the stilts on your body natural is naturally inclined to do things that is not going to make stilt walking easy so you have to train your yourself to move differently so that you can then move normally right so um a natural inclination when you get first get up on stilts is your knees are going to knock inwards and the bottom of the stilts are going to go inwards and so you basically just have to learn to march on them um and then once once you can do that, then off you go. Um, when I learnt to stilt walk, the, the woman teaching us had a very hippie style of stilt walking. Um, so it was sort of like, you know, march or move with your hips. But I guess we quickly realised that once you could actually stilt walk, then you're able to actually walk how you normally would walk. So it's just getting yourself used to having these large appendages, these these there's almost an extra person attached to you from your from your foot, and um, just being able to walk normally, I guess. Do you end up thinking of the stilts as being an actual your lower leg? Or? No, I just think of it as a shoe. Right. It's just it's like I'm just putting on a shoe. It's just like an extra shoe. Yeah, it's like I've got to the point now where I don't even. You know, it's it's the the stilt itself is a meter off the ground from my foot, and so I don't even think that I've got this whole extra thing attached to me. I'm just putting on a pair of shoes with extreme high heels. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, is the key sort of momentum like you've got to continue that movement to yeah. keep keep your muscles active I guess I guess you're keeping your muscles active the entire time to maintain um, that balance. Well the thing is the stilts we use are proper professional they're called peg stilts so the actual um, point that's making contact with the ground is only it's it's maybe a five centimetre 
queer circle. <laughs> um, so what's actually connecting to the ground is is very very small, and because there's not much surface area cut, touching the ground, we have to keep moving. Like we really can't stand still. Whereas you see some people on the jib stoppers stilts, um, which personally I think is cheating because almost anyone can actually get up on and use them because they're designed for jib stoppers to use and they're designed to be able to stand still in them um, and they are clunkier and not as graceful so for us and and I guess this is my one sort of um, my, my, my stilt walking snobbery is like I consider it an art form I guess in some respects and it's there's there's a lot of physicality involved and so we're using the proper um, you know the proper tools whereas if you throw on a pair of jib stopping stilts it's like mm, it's not really quite the same it's it's a bit like having someone hold your hand the entire time that you're out performing Mm, mm, interesting. So how do the jib stopper stilts actually make it so much easier to Because they are they've got a they've got hydraulics. Um they've got <laughs> that yeah, they've got suspension and they've got basically an entire foot um on the ground. So they've got whereas we've got one central pole coming from the the I guess the instep of our, our foot. So it's one pole and this very, very tiny, you know, rubber stopper. Whereas jib stopping stilts have have generally have two poles and it is it's an extra it's like an entire shoe at the bottom. So you've got the surface area needed to, to stand still and you've got extra struts. So it is yeah, it's a it's a lot easier. Most people can put them on, stand up and still start stalking still walking immediately. So yeah, they are more a piece of industrial equipment yeah. than I, I can see, I mean, I've got a pair at home and I can see the, the, the point of it for specific characters, but we haven't, I've not quite gotten to that point yet. I think, you know, a robot would be really cool um, and, and those stilts, but I see, yeah, for, for me, it's like, I like our peg stilts because you've you've got a an air of grace about you. When you do the more ethereal characters, you can get a bit of a flow, you can run you can hop you can do all sorts of things high kicks and so you've got this ease of grace that you don't get with something that's a little bit more industrial i think people definitely get that impression of grace when they see stilt walkers going around it's almost a it's a it's a calming presence as well it's 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 funny <laughs> it's funny how a, a um a person who is so much taller than everybody else can be going through the crowd and it's like yeah, this calming presence. Oh, um, I'm glad you think that. To <laughs> <laughs> some people not? <laughs> no, it's like they see us, doesn't matter what we're wearing, it's like immediately that fear of clowns hits. Or it's just, uh, okay, to be fair, it's generally teenage girls or sort of the sort of, you know, late teens, early 20s sort of girls, you know, slightly overly hysterical and and dramatic anyway but there's this yeah they sort of see us as a clown and we're like we're not a clown but it's also amazing how many people don't see us mm. like i could be in a fluoro yellow costume and people will still not see me so our our awareness of everyone else is much greater than people sort of realize i guess we get really good at predicting what people are going to do before they do it 
It's interesting you should say that because I notice, yeah, the graceful movements of stilt walkers at events in the the Waikato yeah. and elsewhere. Um, it feels like you just naturally um, like glide through the crowd and that, yeah. and that you're not having to make um, big sudden corrections. Yeah, it's, um, it's hilarious when we have to do health and safety forms because for events and they're sort of like are saying, you know, what are the hazards? And it's like, well, everyone else, <laughs> yeah. they are the hazard. It's like, you know, it, you know, it's like if you're a cyclist and people go, what are the hazards? And you go, motorists. Um, <laughs> you know, with, with us stilt walkers, it's like, what are the hazards? It's like, it's everyone else. So it's hilarious that the irony is that the hazard, multiple hazards are the people we're actually there to entertain. <laughs> because they just don't. They just um, seem to be quite unaware of us or if they are aware of us, you do still get that small amount of people who um, will say the stupid things like, oh, what if I push you over? Or what if I trip you up? Or, and it's like, why, why, why do you want to see that? Why, why is that fun? Um, so yeah, despite the fact I've been doing it so long, I still get into that sort of quandary of sort of like, why, why are you being such a dick? <laughs> mm. It's like, why, why do you want to see us fall and hurt why is that a fun thing to do so does that sort of behavior happen at more events than not yeah it does i mean it's almost like it's almost going to happen at every gig Mm. um it's almost a guarantee that someone will say something stupid like that or out of the corner of your eye you'll see someone pretend you know when you see people pretend yeah i'm going to pretend to rugby tackle and and we can see them even though they're behind us. <laughs> mm. It's sort of like you just get that sixth sense. Um, so for me, it's something I do try and, when I'm teaching people to stilt walk, um, have to actually tell them about all the hazards and the fears and the fact that um, they are in a vulnerable position. So you actually do have to um, basically assume everyone's out to get you. What do you get out of stilt walking? I mean, it's uh, you, you've got you've got a gig doing it, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy it because it's different. I enjoy it because I think I'm good at it, and um, I get a thrill out of making the costumes. Um, but I think as each year goes by, the fact that we're still here is for me amazing. That we're still actually able to 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 function. Um, as a, an actual company provided like we, we, we survived COVID <laughs> so that, that's an amazing thing um, but yeah I just I guess each time we get a positive you know comment or um, yeah once someone just goes this is amazing and it's like okay I'm going to keep doing it um, I guess you know if, if people are going oh this is shit <laughs> then we, we you know I'd be like oh why are we doing this but I guess for me, it's just yeah. I think I think I'm good at it, and I think it's it's a really what we're doing is also very. I guess the look I've always wanted to have is very Hamilton. Like you can tell a free lunch stilt walker to um, compare them to other stilt walkers, and I like that we've got this sort of vibe and this look to us, and it's very sort of Waikato, very Hamilton, mm. but still really really cool and glamorous and bright and and yeah, I kind of like to embody the sort of weird a little bit as well, because what we do is not, we don't do fairy princesses and, and superheroes and stuff like that. We do 
very different stuff and I think yeah that's another thing that keeps me going is that people want us they don't sort of go oh hey we want a stilt walker who can dress like a princess because they're not going to ask that of us because yeah there's there's enough people out there doing that sort of stuff and doing it well maybe not on stilts but we are, I'm happy to sort of go hey go see these guys instead this is what they do so how do you get your inspiration for your um, costumes? Ooh, um, sometimes it's trolling the internet, sometimes it's people's suggestions. People sort of just go, hey, what do you think you should do this? Um, but often it's just, um, yeah, I don't know, the, the costumes I made for Waihi Beach Summer Fair, which unfortunately got cancelled because of the weather, um, I just decided it's like, because it really, it's a really fun gig. Um, really lovely event. I thought Wahi Beach, it's summer, sun, so I made some stilt costumes that looked like suns. <laughs> so it's sort of that bright, happy, you know, people look at you and just go, wow, and, and they smile. So it is, there is a bit of a, a kick seeing people actually enjoying what you do. Probably the best gig I've done in the past year was um, one for Halloween. It was actually up in Auckland and it turns out it was it was actually a surprise wedding but I'd been asked to perform at a Halloween themed birthday party and they wanted the Grim Reaper on stilts so I made this what was what's a really simple costume but just the effect worked really well when you just have this big robed black stilt walker it's flowing it's windy I've got my face painted like the Grim Reaper and um, I had license to basically do what I wanted. So people are arriving at this, this estate over by the airport and they're coming up this long driveway and the weather had been pretty sort of dicey, but it just cleared at the point when I was about to start, but the clouds just stayed black and looming, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so people coming up this driveway and they just, it's almost it's almost a, a thou shalt not pass kind of scenario, but they just sort of they see this thing and they don't realise that it's an actual person until they get close, and and yeah, it was it was a fun gig and the client she was just she was just like I'm putting this on my Instagram and you're amazing and blah and just every guest dressed up it was one of the most well dressed Halloween parties I've ever been to. And at some time I'd just go and sit in a tree, um, which was great. And just these robes are flowing in the wind. And then I went inside the wedding, inside the venue, and that was great because you can just sort of stand in a corner and loom over people. And it was it was awesome because you just it's Halloween, so you, you have license to be as creepy as you want to be. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until later on. Um, uh, about a week later I saw a friend got tagged on Facebook and I was like ah oh, I didn't realize they were at this event because everyone's dressed up and then turns out that it was a surprise wedding like the 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 the, the, the birthday boy and his partner surprised everyone by getting married and I was like this is amazing <laughs> I, you know I sort of went there thinking oh gosh this is this is what rich people do. I thought, oh, there's a lot of money here. And I was like, this is going to be wank. And it was just, honestly one of the most enjoyable events I've done in a very long time. It was just I felt welcome and I was able to do what I wanted. And what I was wanting to do was exactly what they wanted <laughs> me to do. That really does sound amazing. And you got to act as a character. 
basically completely you got to get right into it some would say i was just being my natural self really looming in the distance and (laughs) and judging people which is basically yeah i'd say that's probably pretty correct only i was i was significantly taller um but no it was just a great it was just a really 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 good gig a good vibe and just seeing everyone really getting into it and just loving what what i was doing and effectively i was doing was just walking around on stilts for two hours judging people <laughs> <laughs> now freelance are getting more and more gigs now aren't you um we've just sort of i guess yeah in the last six months it just sort of went from woe to no, uh, from no to woe because suddenly everyone realized they could do everything again um the sort of restrictions with covid were sort of lifted and the only downside is it seemed like everyone wants to do everything all at the same time um, what we'd normally get in the past would there'd be a few weekends over the course of a year where there'd be, especially during summer, where there'd be a lot of events. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, so you'd have three or four events on one day and I'm busy trying to, to make sure we've got enough people to cover them all. And sometimes we'll go from one gig straight to another gig, which is really cool. But um, we're sort of getting back into that again now after that really quiet snap and... Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of new events, which is really cool. But it would be kind of nice if people s- spaced them out a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of my, my main gripes with the events industry is um, people don't seem to research what else is happening before they plan an event. Um, so it's sort of like, you know, okay, you want to put on this event. Have you looked at what else is happening? This other event could potentially take away the people who are going to attend your event it's like are you so yeah I guess we can't sort of stop people from doing what they want to do but if you're not going to get the attendance because you've planned your event on the same day as three other major events is it really the right thing to do maybe you can you know push it back a bit or something so yeah we are definitely getting a lot of everyone wanting to do everything right now (laughs) it's like we've got the rest of our lives people (laughs) you know we've got the the rest of the year it's like think about you know you can stretch them out a little bit more so um yeah but as always i mean stilt walkers we get a lot of young um uh acting students or just young performers who are keen to tackle it for a little while but then they go on to bigger and brighter things so it's one of those things i'm always looking for new stilt walkers um i know it's not something that everyone is inclined towards doing but um always happy to sort of give people a go teach them you sort of get a very small percentage of people who just just can't do it and it's like not everyone can roller skate not everyone can ride a bicycle um Sometimes you need to sort of figure out how it can work. Um, I know I've seen some companies where their stilt walkers will have um, sticks, like big staffs, which is sort of like an extra support for them, but I think that only works if you've got the right character. Um, Yeah. So people can basically get into stilt walking by doing the likes of a workshop that you spoke about before oh absolutely so people can make contact with um free lunch via facebook yeah via facebook or via our website we still have one of those um yeah our website's freelunch.co.nz so um and the website's designed more as a point of contact or just an example of what we can do whereas the facebook page obviously i update it 
you know, as often as I possibly can. So it's sort of, it's almost like a real time, you know, this is what we're doing, this is where we have been, or this is what we're going to do. So you can kind of see just how, how busy we actually are. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.